Gaming on the Frontier. This is Bruce. This is John. This is Trav. This is Pixie. Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier, your podcast of getting your guys together and knowing that the great road stretching out before you is going to be filled with fumes and covered with shouts of the crowd and the squeal of the tires and the screams of... Is that a chicken? (laughs) No time to explain. Just get in the car. Yes. Go, Speed Racer. Go. Go, Speed Racer. Go. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't run over the chicken. It'll kill you. <laughs> Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier. This week, we are going back to Fringeworthy and to an idea that I had 20 years ago is now going to bear some fruit because we're going to talk about it. And who knows, we might actually even do it as a product. We'll see. We'll see what TriTech Talents has to say about it. But what we're talking about is the great fringe race. Bruce has a big old checklist. We should get back to his checklist. We were talking about the different kinds of races. And so, you know, we have, you know, we talk about races that were like, you know, uh, around different areas, um, on different worlds, but they're all basically following, you know, and sometimes they're in somewhat harsh environments like hill racing or uh, broken ground or, you know, even, you know, I don't know, driving up and down the moguls of a ski slope. But it may come to the point, there may some, there may be a group within the racing uh, clique or whatever who want to do racing of a more extreme nature. And so they might start actually at making the race itself, the track itself, uh, in if not hazardous, weird. So, for example, uh, you could you could have as part of the race, somebody's rotating the fringe path as you're going down it, uh, which is not only nausea-inducing for those who have suffer from fringe vertigo. Vertigo, yeah. yeah, fringe vertigo, but there's also the possibility that, you know, under certain conditions, you could end up going, you know, misinterpreting stuff you're supposed to do. It also gives opportunities for you to maybe get around people by changing whether you want to be on the top or on the bottom. So you might have to build special equipment into your vehicle in order to do that. Or, which I like, is that they could have the track, the road actually, the track go off of the road out into the zero-G area and come back on. So for a while, you're like going, you're like coasting through zero-G. Now, are you, you know, what does that do to your engine? You know, you no longer have gravity, you know, making things work the way things are supposed to work. Uh, you know, when you come out on, uh, back onto the pathway, are you going to be vertical? Uh, are you going to be flat to the pathway? Or are you going to, you know, is, are you going to hit, drop down five feet, 10 feet, depending upon how you navigated that, that, um, you know, that 
that weird track. I mean, it could spiral around the fringe path, okay? One of the ideas I had was, okay, at this point, we're going to go all the way up until you come back to the bottom of the fringe path or one of the platforms. That's what this leg of the tra- of the of the of the race is going to be. And as long as you've got, you know, spacesuits and things like that, actually any vehicle could probably handle it with a certain amount of savoir-faire and skill in gliding. So gliding surfaces on your vehicle. Yeah. And if you got spacesuits and if you can make your engine um, you know, capable of switching it so it becomes internal air breathing. Uh, you can head down to one of the planetary portals and hey, let's go on Mars. Sure, Mars. Yeah. Um. Uh, and he, I, I think isn't is there? There's one on Titan too, isn't there? Yep. So Titan, you can IO series Mars right. and Venus are the stars. So you, you can you can one. you can try to navigating a methane river. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Actually, you know, it's methane atmosphere. Actually, it's mostly ammonia atmosphere at the low levels. But yeah, yeah. Uh, it, if you methane river, put the scoops out. You got fuel. You just need. Oh, yeah, you yeah. <laughs> that could work for you. Yeah, so yeah. I, I'm saying that you could, you, but you could do even other things like where you might have ramps where you jumps. You actually mm-hmm. have to jump your vehicle, you know, over, uh, you know, over, other, you know, on the fringe path, you know, and you might get points extra points towards success by doing so. It might improve your uh, uh, position and leaving on the next one, or mm-hmm. you might get an, uh, an extra piece of equipment, you know, that, that you wouldn't have to pay for that might be of advantage like nitrous oxide, you know, maybe a nitrous oxide can only be one. You can't, you can't add it to your vehicle uh, on your own. That sounds a bit like uh, G, like you said, Amazing Race mixed with GTA Five uh, stunt, stunt uh, 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 tracks that you can run. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm saying like a lot of stunt like things, like almost uh, you know motocross, you know, uh, and and where you're literally and, and you could do that also. Um, it, it doesn't have to be a race car; it, it could be a, a motorcycle. So you could have all kinds of jumps and things like that going on. Oh, I definitely would mount wings on my vehicle so that when I go off the side, I have wings to help me get, get guided and maybe put a prop back there just so to push it. Maybe as long as you stay within that 47, that 90 feet, you're good. Yeah. The reason for the prop is to provide acceleration so that the fuel stays back. You know, basically, put my uh, design the fuel tank so that the drain is in the back. So that if I got a prop back there pushing the vehicle, I got a little bit of acceleration, the fuel stays back there and feeds through the system, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, it requires some, you know, I can see people going jump and they go and the engine dies. Ah, oh, crap. Right. <laughs> and, you know, a race uh, doesn't, uh, so that, that's, that's why we were, um, I wanted to talk about, you know, what the vehicle options were. Okay, and then, because if these races become very difficult and very damaging to the vehicles, uh, you know, you're, you might have to really question as to how are you going to handle, you know, the wear and tear to make sure that everybody has at least a chance of getting to the end. Yeah. So, is, so your the, first, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll pick up your first one, which is one vehicle for the entire race. Right. The Iron Man option. Well, that's also known as rally racing. 
and that was my concept was a big rally race uh you would definitely need checkpoints and equipment drops so when you pull into that checkpoint you have your equipment drop and hopefully you got the right spare parts for whatever broke in your vehicle on the way there you know it's one of those things and as we said, it's if you've a checkpoint, you need officials, some some sort of official who's not going to go. I'm not going to assign your your logbook, you know. No, I think the and I said the best officials would have been the Blizzniz. They're basically they're pacifists. They really aren't into the racing stuff. They're not really that competitive, but they would make great race officials. And also, because they'll have that. Bliss field around them, so everyone calms down when they get next to the Bliss, the race official, because the Bliss right. is going calm, calm. Give me your logbook. Actually, calm, calm. Give me your logbook. Thank you. And if, if it's in the in the middle or late campaign, they've had time to have their offspring actually grow up in a technological environment. They don't have to be like they just fell off of the uh, Savannah truck, you know. Yeah. I mean, they actually could be, they could still be the same, you know, uh, pacifists that they are, but they could be just as, as smart and knowledgeable as anybody else in the Commonwealth about doing things. Yeah. For those who forgot, they are at the Bronze Age level of technology, uh, going, going to what Richard wrote in, in the in uh, for them. So they're Bronze Age level technology. Uh, but yeah, I can see them, you know, Blizzard's growing up in Alice Springs going, it's too hot here. I want to go to a place cooler. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, yes. Blizzards would be definitely because the Blizzards are universally fringeworthy. They're the perfect people for making race officials out of. Um, because they, like I said, they're probably not going to be competitive, but they still will. You know, they they'd be definitely impartial because they don't have a horse in the race. And any rally race that goes over more than two or three worlds. You want someone who's impartial being your race officials. You know, I, I could just see going on across Golden Horde Earth and they go, I will put down this time on your book. <laughs> That's the wrong time. This is the time I put down your book. Stamp it is now official. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, that is a problem with rally races. Uh, I was reading up on rally races, and they basically make sure that the the race officials are not have no t- have no nationals of their uh, no nationals racing. Uh, now they're na- now they're people from their country racing that race, so they have no horse in the in the, no horse in the game. No no dog in in the race. No dog yeah. in the race. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So then then our second option was there's just one vehicle. But you can get replacements uh, for each leg of the race. So you have one vehicle, but you have multiple copies of that vehicle, and you can basically trade out your 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 sadly damaged one for another one, which has the exact same design to keep going. Uh, but the uh, in order to get to the the to the checkpoint, the pilots have to reach the finish line. You can't just say, "Well, we didn't make it this leg, so we're going to go." You know, uh, we'll just go to the. You know, we'll somehow. You know, we'll get to the finish line, and and then we'll just go and pick up from there. You know, I, I like the idea that the. You know, yeah, you know, you, the the vehicle may not make it, but you have to make it. <laughs> so somebody from the team has to make it to the finish line. You know, somehow from the race. You know, if it, it means you have to. Uh, 
uh, what's his name? He has to grab his bicycle out of the back of, of the of, of the the Humvee and and uh, and ride the rest of the way to the finish line. Okay, so he can get himself another Humvee. All right, that's fine. And then then there's the possibility that you actually field a team of vehicles. You know. Uh, like they do in a lot of the the the, the big league racing in uh, in America, where it's not just one person, you know, only one person can win, but they may uh, a company may field five or six cars in the same race. Right, like in the I, I've seen that a lot in the NASCAR races. There's like a, a few drivers that are on the same team. Yeah same, yeah, same thing for the Le Mans and the uh, a lot of the Le Mans and Grand Prix in Europe as well. They have team racing. Your main job is to make sure the team leader gets across the finish line first in many of those teams. I mean, they might compete with each other as well, but yeah, yeah. ultimately yeah. the objective is to keep the other guys behind you. <laughs> yes. Right. And, and, and multiple vehicles means that if you, if you lose one vehicle, you, the team still is going to advance onto the next leg. Right. There are races where a driver may not be able to finish because the vehicle just decides to go, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, you know, loses a wheel, literally. Yeah, and that's actually how a lot of the decathlon uh, bicycle races are like. There's there's a team of racers. They you know they'll be in a, a pen a pen uh, pentathlon. Pen, 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 I can't think the name. Pentathlon. Pentathlon. Yes. So five legs. Yeah, five legs, and they'll have a team of like four or five riders. Their main job is to keep the other riders off the 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 lead rider. Uh, you know, so he can get so he can do it. So you have one rider, you know, who can do it. But you gotta make sure that no one else can get can slipstream him or get or get or, or get past him. So the air riders, their job. Oh, I love that term. Yeah, yeah, they're running, running, they're running thing, they're running. Um, interference. Thank you, interference. <laughs> I just finished. I just finished off a, a pint of of stout. So sorry. Um. <laughs> yep, you can stop right there. I just put the rest of the stout away. <laughs> It's put away inside of me. Anyway. <laughs> put the part that's not inside of you away. Right. Wow. Not inside of you. <laughs> yes. Uh, multiple, you know, so you were talking team racing. Uh, yeah. Right. Which, which is possible. Um, uh, how, considering the number of players, I'm, I'm going to dive a little bit into mechanics. Your your most gaming gaming groups are between four and six people. So we're talking what two four vehicles six vehicles? Probably more like three vehicles with pairs of them in each vehicle. I would go with I would go with pairs. Yeah. So navigator and driver. So we're talking more more rally style racing than anything else. Yeah. Right. Or, or kind of like the Cannonball Run or Speed mm-hmm. Zone. And also, depending on like the length of the race or whatever, you yeah. you have them switch off after a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You you got to have that moment where some you know someone has to crawl crawl out and, and and open up the hood while you're still driving and start fiddling with the engine, you know, to, because because you know the the the. the the refrigerant line has has gotten loose and and your your, your engine's about to burn up. You know, but you can just you don't want to lose your spot in the in in the race by stopping. Yeah. So you gotta oh you gotta crank something open and and 
and, and kind of jerry-rigs this thing to to get it going until you can actually stop at the yeah basically right. what what the other person's the astromech droid for your for your vehicle yeah yep. or you you have uh, again you have challenges so you're driving down the road and someone's you know just like in the uh uh, in the jousting tournament, someone's put rings along the side, and you've got to lean out with your uh, uh, with your pole and start grabbing rings. So oh. someone's got to be driving while you're doing that. You know, those extra points are going to count. It come come the end to make it more challenging. Of course, the rings are on the driver's side, so the the, the person in the air seat going, "Okay, I got the wheel." Get your pole out. Get those rings. Well, it could be on both. They could change See, from side to side. Yeah. That. All right. See, but, uh, my brain goes back to Mario Kart Double Dash at this point. Where they're kind of, you have the, the front and back. What, what, front, uh, what, the person in front and person in back? Yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, or, or tandem, like tandem riding, uh, which is uh, instead of being side by side, you're tandem in in a line. Right, like that. And when that you can't... when you mentioned the the leaning out to to snag. grab like to snag like rings and something, that reminded me of the points on that reminded me of being able to basically sideswipe another thing and and yank something off of them. Sounds like a specialized racing vehicle in those cases. Yeah, so yes, it's the jousting race, which means you have a tandem set up, so the driver's drives, and you have your gunner. He's going to be called a gunner. Yeah. Doesn't matter what else, he's not going to have a gun, but he's going to be called the gunner, because that's what he's doing. That's that's the typical gunner position if there is one on the vehicle. Yeah, he's here. Well, no, because you can have one back or front. Well, yeah. so as to not interfere with the driver. Yeah. Well, some folks will say, we'll put the guy out front and send him back. But you're right. I, I have him back myself, too. But, yeah. <laughs> I've seen too many games with vehicles where the, the gunner position is situated in the back. Yeah. So, <laughs> blame all of them. But that's another reason for you know, having a, t- a team race also. Uh, if you're having a team race, in our, in our version of this, you have, a, you have a collection of multiple vehicles. You can have a version of automotive relay racing, where you drive until your tank is empty, and hopefully your tank is empty when you get come up next to the other to the other member of your team. You hand off the baton, and they take it and they go on from there, and you just pull off to the side and hope you can get some fuel to get back to where you need to get back to. Be another version of of, of racing, you know, with you know relay you know relay racing only with motor vehicles, motorcycles would be better. Oh yeah. Motorcycles would be best for that kind of racing because you could easily pull up alongside and hand off the baton or whatever. Yeah. Well, that could be part of it. Maybe someone has to hand you that baton before you can start collecting those rings. Um, So now now you got three people involved. And you have to keep the rings on the baton. Oh yeah. Handoff would be really interesting at that point. Right. <laughs> yeah, but the more interesting it is, the more fun it is, right, Trav? Yeah. <laughs> Please don't work out your gaming gaming issues in, yes. in the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, come on. He the only reason it. why Josie sits there and get, does these little digs is because she knows I'm training her still. Yeah, yeah well, I, I can. Uh, you like it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and picking up Bruce's next point, which is, again, multiple vehicles only for different environments. So you have one driver. Hopefully he has both driving and piloting skills because you're going to have driving in all, all different different environments. Actually, piloting and sailing? Would you include sailing in that too, Bruce? Uh, maybe. Uh, motorboating, sure. Yeah. You know, sub- submersibles. Anything's just, possible. I'm just thinking of the standard skill sets for most games. It's driving, piloting, and sailing. Are the three, you know... Oh, no, sorry, four. Riding, because somewhere along the line, yeah, you got to ride. You got to ride some sort of critter. Probably into Mixie, and it has more legs, more legs than you want to think about. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the, we'll talk has, about that later. If yeah, more, if it has more than four legs, nope. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's when I break out the swatter. I would see I, that would be an interesting thing. It's like, no, on this world you have to fly. On this world you are, you know, driving a motorboat through turbulent seas. On this one you are on, well, beast back because it may not be a horse. Yeah. I would see that as a great variation. It would give more use for a wider range of skills. Yep. And it would bring out skills that, or better yet, like you're on, you know horse-drawn wagon and you got to do that handle animal check and let's say you only got one guy who does handle animal yeah Mm -hmm. it gives him that you know as bruce says that spotlight so oh yeah i'm just thinking i'm just thinking of the best the the best one of them all chocobo racing yeah oh yeah oh god yes chocobo racing though i think going on uh uh, British Empire, British Empire, Earth, Venus, because it's it's pulp Venus. It's, it's that sw- space eighteen eighty nine type Venus. It's yeah. a swamp. Yeah, swamp boats, which means yeah, you got your swamp boat. You also have your guy with a high powered rifle because there's critters who wouldn't think twice about eating your swamp boat. A little bit more dangerous. Of course, you're just doing a loop in that world, going back to the thing. But still, it's a loop, uh, the the loop of death, you know. And uh, <laughs> of course, being the first person, being the first person in line, is, might be the safest. It's the people behind you because you've riled up all the crews behind you, so you always want to be first in that one. <laughs> oh, uh, then we have, yeah, but yeah, having multiple vehicles, each for different environments, you know, mm-hmm. fringe path. You know, one thing, you know, because Bruce, you way back when we were talking about, you know, driving vehicles in the pathways many years ago. It's been many years, and you came up with your flywheel drive, uh, basically the, the gravity. I call it the gravity. Sh- yeah, the gravity powered vehicle. Yeah, gravity. Gravity. Sure, it's probably the one. It's probably the one drive system no one will ever use in these races. It's not fast enough. If as if everybody has to use it, it is. Okay, I can see, yeah, so I can see people going, okay, I need to design myself a set of fly, a, a, fly, a gravity shear flywheel that will give me the most oomph 
And, and I never agreed with you that that was true because the way I designed, you know, my vehicles, they uh, they might start off slow, but they pick up speed all the way up to uh, very high speed. Except they're, you're pulling okay. Except you're pulling work off of them, which will slow them down. So there's a, there's, you're, when you pull work off those wheels, they're going to slow down. It all depends on what your rolling resistance is, John. That's true, but you know, I, I would see some person with big old flywheels. Uh, multiple flywheels, and as they slow down, he says, switch to the next one. He switch to the next one. Switch to the next one. He never slows down. He just got these big, big, big buttocks uh, flywheels. And John, you, you can imagine any way you want to. Okay, I'm saying is that there are other options of what you think of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. But the point is, is that that's that's if you were going for the really long racing. Yeah. Where you want, you know, they they this that thing literally never runs out of gas. That's true. If you if you if your race is to go from say from minus five to plus five before you start hitting hitting worlds, yeah. Use yourself a use yourself a gravity shear flywheel to get you there, but then switch over to other vehicles once you get off that. Because yeah, yeah, I can see that. So yeah, it's a matter of figuring out. Of course, passing becomes interesting. Pull up the flywheels, hope you can coast around the other person, then put them back down again, and because otherwise you'd be sort of a little bit off balance. <laughs> It'd be interesting watching people trying to pass in the pathways in that way, or decide, you know what, we're going to put them on the other side, and hopefully no one's coming from the other direction. Knock on wood. Uh. I'm sure they, 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 they people would be aware of you know where the the the, the appropriate lanes would be. You know, they would probably clear. They would probably clear the 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 road for the length of the actual race. For the mid parts, yes, but when you get toward the ends. You got to deal with fringe walkers showing up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's always going to be issues. Yeah. And storms. Fringe storms. One of the fringe storms may kick in. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's one that we I didn't put on the list was what happens when you get hit with a rain of frogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The fringe storms will make it really interesting. So yeah, you got to be prepared for those as well. Uh, yeah, anything can happen. Yeah, but yeah, I like the idea of multiple vehicles. So you have vehicles tuned for different environments. That definitely means you either have one driver who's really good at everything, or you have multiple drivers <clears throat> who are. You know, you have a driver, you have a pilot, you have a sailor, you have a rider. You know, each one of them basically is max. If they're using uh, maxed out their skills in that one in that one skill, so he's a really good rider. He's a really good driver. He's a really good sailor. He's a really good pilot, but they're not the same person, you know. Uh, though you could be in, you, you could be in Savage Worlds. You just take the Ace Edge, and then you can, then you get plus two to all your to your sailing. Right? You know, sailing does not apply to riding, but it does apply to sailing, driving, yeah, sailing and driving and piloting. So it applies to those three. So you need someone who's a good writer at that point. But anyway, that's that's mechanics. We're not going to talk about that. Uh, but yeah. Ooh, what was that? Your number five? That's an interesting one, Bruce. <laughs> Crew is vehicles? What was? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, there's all kinds of ways of having a race. I mean, people could fly. People could teleport. People could, you know, when you start adding in, you know, the possibility of superpowers for some of the worlds or levitation harnesses on on some of the worlds, then sometimes your vehicle is yourself. Oh, yeah. 
Though, hmm. So would teleports ra- teleports racers? Would they have would they have the person who can teleport something around four or five tons? That would, depend, racers? that would just depend on the power level again. That's mechanics. I mean, yeah, just, yeah. You- right. Yeah, and and of course, you know, you if you have challenges where you're supposed to get through certain areas, you wouldn't want people to be able to just fly over them or teleport. You know, there there'd have to be restrictions about how you yeah. could move under those circumstances. But it's just another option that you know that some it doesn't really matter about the vehicles. You know, all that matters is that you, the pilot, get across the finish line. As long as you do, even if you're dragging yourself across the finish line, you know, uh, hanging off the fringe path and just basically, you know, in zero G, pulling yourself along just to get to that finish line, if that if that that might be what it takes to win the race. Yep. Oh yeah. Especially in your rally type thing where it doesn't matter, you know, it's not like who gets across the finish line first, but how much time it takes you to complete a leg. Yeah, it, yeah. With rally racing, for those who are not familiar, rally, rally racing is where you're racing. Yes, you are racing against the other team, but you're also racing against the clock. One person might do absolutely horrible in one leg because, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. usually dice hate you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, read, and, uh, they, they, read Goth Bunny playing in this campaign. Right. Anyway, it's also a lot he, safer. But, yeah, but you also might have somebody else in a different leg happen to do really well, and then that's when you get the overall time, and that's probably what you were going with. Yeah, I mean, basically with rally racing, you're going to checkpoints. Logging in. Usually on the really long rally races, uh, you have checkpoints you'll stop and get get your books, you know, get your logbook stamped, time written down on stuff, and then off you go to the to the next. Then you have a major overnight checkpoint because they don't want you racing at night. Too many people get killed at night trying to do rally racing because a lot of times it's off it's uh, open rally racing, which means there's no one right track. You you're basically plotting your track as you go along. At that point, off road, off road rally race. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. At night, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you get to one checkpoint for the night, and then then everyone's basically leaves in the order in which the, in which they arrived, with a sufficient timing between them. So that you know, you basically if, if everyone shows up with like a ten minute spacing between each other, that's how you leave in the morning with ten minutes spacing between each other, off to the next leg. Uh, I, one thing I was thinking of, if you're doing the, because one of the rally races I pr- proposed was the great, the great fringe race, which is starting someplace in the middle, like maybe uh, Br- British Empire Earth or Earth Prime, one or the other, and literally racing uh, across the nine worlds, the nine worlds of the new Commonwealth, the nine main worlds of the new Commonwealth, and I think I worked out the distance for that race was. 200,000 kilometers or 125,000 miles. Oh, jeez. And you're doing it in one vehicle. Why am I sensing, John, that this is going to be like how the Bluesmobile ended up at the Cook County Auditor's office? As soon as it stops, it falls to pieces. <laughs> well, for, if you think about it, you're, you're taking a vehicle that it's got to be capable of off-road, holding six people, allowing them to sleep in the vehicle, so you're not talking a van. You're talking something in the size of an off-road RV. Yeah. So you know you're not you know speed. You might be able to hit fifty. Yeah. 
but it's it is a, a grueling race because you're going you know overland. You're going to you know they say okay you you're going to leave the Congo, you're going to go to London, then go to India. In British on British Empire Earth. Whoa, okay, that's Oh no, I'm, I'm seeing oh, I'm seeing exactly the type of people who would get into that type of race if you're looking for like an off off road RV. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Euro. Augmented Colorado for diesel power, which you can make a diesel powered Colorado yep. and have them as a team in the race. Oh, oh, or, yeah. oh Ray Robertson would have a damn field day yeah. with this. And with this you Oh it, wow. The time zone differences alone <laughs> would wipe you. Oh yeah, I mean <laughs> that that leg right there. I worked it out. Would be about uh, let's see, nineteen thousand kilometers. In English? <laughs> oh, uh, divide by one point six, about uh, ten thousand miles. Thank you. Thereabouts. I, I I can't do that in my head most days. Yeah, yeah the metrics. I'm still a little weak yeah, on myself. But still, yeah. And I I usually refer to it. I, I usually refer to the back of one of my conversion notebooks. Yeah. It has all uh, yeah, yeah, the there. conversions. Yeah. But it's one of those races where the, the, the this kind of rally races where you get, and I mentioned this to Bruce. The the race really is just a framing mechanism for adventures in various places. Yeah. It's going to take you two. It's going to take you several days to get from the Congo to Britain to London, and that means you're going through um, going through various French-controlled places, various Arabic-controlled places. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, and that's just if you don't run into anything. Yeah, getting a boat across the the Strait of Gibraltar will be really interesting because one side is controlled by, I believe, France. The other side is controlled by Spain. With Britain in the middle with the with the rocket Gibraltar. Yeah, getting a train, getting a transport across that'd be really interesting. Unless you, oh yeah, back then in the yeah. the Victorian Edwardian times, yeah, North Africa did have, especially there mm-hmm. in the northwestern corner, that was all Spanish Moor control. Yeah, so it'd be a lot more role playing involved than actual racing. But this, yeah, as Bruce pointed out, this would be the campaign. This would be you. You start out. And you know you're not going to finish for a year of real time before the yeah. race is over. It, you know, I, I was working out if you if you have no problems, it will take you about 250 days to run the race. Game time. Real time? Yeah, that's like eight, that's like eight or nine months. Hell. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and that's if no if there are no problems. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Something that long. There is going to be problems. Yes. Yeah. So it's more like the a year game time that would almost translate. You can almost do it. You can, you literally can almost do it. You know, if you meet weekly, every week is a different leg. Is a different port. Is real time in game more or less. You're doing a week's worth of gaming, week's worth of game time. Week every week, you can almost you know do it that way. But yeah, most people do. You know that would be a, a lot of work on the GM's part. But we can talk about how you can make it easy for the GM. Later on, that comes later, but that's you know for some folks that would be like oh my that that would be something <laughs> that'd be one heck of a that'd be one heck of a campaign because your your goal is to come back to the Congo <laughs> in you know where back to the starting line because they really can't tell how, how well you did until you, unless you come back where you started 
Uh, yeah. That's going to be. So that means the last bit of the race is going to be a race down the pathways. <laughs> right. So, and, and there's the expected time that the racers should be back. Then there's the leeway in case they ran into problems. Mm-hmm. And then there's the, okay, we might want to search for their remains. Yeah. And there's a there's a real world counterpart for this, the New York to Paris race of 1909. This was a real race. It had, I believe, six contestants, of which three finished. Oh. And the Ger- even though the Germans came in first, they were disqualified because they didn't do the uh, leg up to Nome, Alaska. They said, "Oh, it's not Nick good." There are storms up there. We cannot get our boats. We'll go straight to San Francisco. And they were docked for that. They were disqualified because they did not go to Nome, Alaska. They finally couldn't get a boat to Vlad's Vostok. So they, 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 they came in first by a week, but that's because they didn't do the week's trip up to, up to Nome, Alaska and back, again, yeah. and back down again. But, yeah, that was a real race. And, like, uh, yeah, three racers, three racers finish. Uh, out of six, and that's a heck of a thing. And yeah, I, I can see, especially in 1909. Yeah, with mm-hmm. those right. bicycle wheel tires but they had. Having a real world counterpart to this sort of thing tells you the kind of things you could include in this fringe race. Yeah, because there is a cinematic counterpart to this, which is in fact, how, if you're going to do this kind of race, there's a, there's at least one or two cinematic counterparts. The one I'm thinking, of course, is the Great Race. Yeah, with Tony Kirkus just, and Jack Lemon. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just going Death Race here. That one yeah. too, Death Race 2000. You know, the original with Keith Carradine. Here's another one, and there was a a reboot of it recently, Around the World in 80 Days. Yep. And the reboot starred Steve Coogan and Jackie Chan. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah. Uh, oh God. Now imagine them making a fringe, uh, a fringe path version of that. Well, around the pathways in eighty days, mm, that would be challenging. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but as a way of, mm-hmm. well, imagine them doing it as a way of advertising for the race. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, again, a lot of this is going to be PR. Yeah. It's, you know. and, well, and, of course. And there is another way of doing this too. It's it, it's it's racing. It's about going places and visiting people and engaging other folks, but you're doing it for a TV show. I'm talking about Top Gear, the Grand Tour. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not familiar with it. I'm, I'm, well. Tell me, tell me about it, Josie. I'm vaguely familiar with Top Gear. Okay. And that, I believe, they are. They pretty much show off what a each episode pretty much shows off what a given tower can do when it's really put through its faces. Yeah. And they have often stars driving it. There are episodes with various Doctor Who stars. Yeah, they've had um, David Tennant, Chris Eccleston, oh, Matt yeah. Smith, I and Billy. That was funny. I, I think I saw one of the episodes with Tennant on there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And that was, and that point was like. Pixie is not home right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But the Grand Tour is the original host of, Gra- of Top Gear. Uh, Jerry Clarkson, Richard Hammond, and Captain Slow. I can't remember his name, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Oh, but but but, but Grand Tour. With a name like that, why would you? Yeah, but that show they are actually going around the world. They're going to various countries and they're basically driving the roads in various um, top end you know cars, or they're doing challenges like much like Bruce has said, doing challenges where they're trying. Let's. I remember the one Top Gear uh, challenge. I always thought was a, was crazy because they did it twice. Cross the English the English Channel in a car you 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 make amphibious. They had to do it twice before they finally got a car to a car across. <laughs> it was a pickup truck too. And this is sort of a vet, so the GM is basically sending them challenges. So you're going to you're so you're going to Patramana. Uh you need to you need to drive to the to the the Chin Empire. And back again, intact, alive, uh, and make sure you have a video. Make sure you re- record everything, uh, <laughs> and things like that. I mean, you know, it'd be it be a wacky. It'd be well, no, not not wacky racers, but you know, be wacky wacky times in various worlds where you're trying to convince people, no, we're not driving like we're not we're not magicians. We're driving vehicles that you know and. <laughs> We're trying, you know, just like your horse cart, only this doesn't need a horse. Not magic. Yeah, just just like my horse cart. Exactly like it. I, why, why was I even concerned about your demon vehicle? <laughs> your demon cart. Yeah. And, pulled by spectral horses. Yeah, and don't forget, you know, just the challenge races. I mean, that's pretty much the, bit, the thing between uh, Bubba Gum Rally, Cannonball Run, those are just challenge races where a bunch of folks, they're fringe worthy, but they're not not affiliated with any organization. You know, they're independents. They could be fringe walkers for all we know, uh, off the path. And they decide, hey, let's do a race. Where to? From here to Pachamana and back again. Okay. And they just do it. You know, those kind of. The- yep. It's one of those things where. This sounds fun. Let's do it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's how you get yourself in trouble. Oh, yeah. Be afraid whenever anybody in your party says, that looks like fun. Yeah. Or, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, that's another Or, we'll be fine. <laughs> so that actually comes up to uh, Bruce's, um, which was that one? What were we skipping? Oh, the challenge, the, the challenge thing. Number six. A race isn't always necessarily just you know cars move or vehicles moving down the road. Right? They could have other challenges that they have to do in addition. Mm-hmm. You might go to a, a fantasy world where, in order to get to the next leg of the journey, you have to fight your way through a level of a dungeon. Yep. And uh, and then get on your vehicles on the other side, which might be griffins flying to the next, you know, to the castle, which would be, you know, where the next portal is. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you could have to engage in gladiatorial combat against the local, uh, you know, prime fighters. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've, I've been watching an anime called uh, Restaurant to Another World, and it does include a section where the local demon lord has his gladiatorial combat. And yeah, so yes, you're on a, a world where they said, "Well, f- for you the past, you must defeat our our greatest warrior." And everyone says, "Make sure, sh- please, don't be the Hulk. Don't be the Hulk." Uh, <laughs> uh, that sort of thing. And yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, 
or you know they make they may comment down because they're trying to get a trade agreement with somebody so they go you know so to first blood not to death you know you know it could be you know they could whistle on it uh, I think you put down skill challenges where now when you say skill challenge are we talking player knowledge or character knowledge type type skill challenges it depends it could be meta okay yeah uh, that's that's thing that always irked me in some cases where you know here's a puzzle and I'm going no 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 is the puzzle for me or for the character if it's for the character I make a skill roll I I, I make it okay I sell the puzzle thank you <laughs> you know I make sure that so this is gonna be more along the line of so, puzzles for the players to work out skill challenges and puzzles the players to work out and try to solve. Uh, there could be, uh, think of the amazing race you can have. Like a scavenger hunt. Yeah, scavenger hunt. Also, it sort of falls into the, into the skill thing, but you have, you, you know, you land on a world, you know, and you, you're going to, or you're on Earth Prime, one or the other. And one of the things you have to go to a Japanese, uh, Japanese uh, um, TV show contest show where you know you have to do really Uh-oh. weird things, <laughs> you know the least of which is you know okay you stand right here, and then the walls are coming towards you and you have to get into into the pose you see on the wall in ten second in five seconds or less. I saw that thing that the human Tetris. Yes. Yeah, I, I was like the ones where they had to fit through the the, the shapes. Oh yeah. You know the cutouts. No, no, no. The cutouts the where they got knocked, ones. you know, down a hill or into water or something like that. The the funniest ones though mm-hmm. were when it's coming towards them, and you see the one where they actually have to toss one of the people up as it passes them. Ooh. Yeah, that'd be yeah. That and something along the way, American Gladiator, where you're going on a, a, a assault course. Uh, or no, no, American Ninja Warrior. Oh, yes. Those oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. That is my absolute favorite thing to watch. Yeah, so it's a combination of... of what of are they doing in the season? Tactics, <laughs> and, tactics and skill, basic tactics, working out your tactics, because you're going as a team. You're not one-on-one, you're going as a team, so it's going to be even more complex, and you have to work on your tactics, which... What I'm trying to do is, what I'm trying to do here is trying to figure out a way to make sure this is not roll R O L L playing and roll R O L E playing. Yeah. There's a tendency to, to turn these into I roll dice, I roll dice, I roll dice, I roll dice. That's not fun. You want to, you have them come up with some no, sort of plan. You, you, no. Yeah, some plan and interaction. Taunting, you know, taunting the other side. Give me a taunt. Don't roll taunt until you, don't roll your taunt roll until you give me a taunt. You know, what are you going to say? Is it, you oh, you no, have it, to come it, up with something. In, in mine and Joe, with, with Josie and my campaigns, oh no, we've got people who can smack talk very well. Yeah. We just point, we just look to that person and go, okay, what you got? <laughs> smack talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. We would we would make our own team just because we have somebody that would do that constantly. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And since it's a skill, at least at least two or three uh, role playing systems I know of, yeah, taunting makes the other person go crazy and do something and give you a bonus against them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Kender taunting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Angry, <laughs> angry opponents make mistakes. Yep, yes. Yep. Uh, Big ones. But if you're having challenges, what does it need then? It needs scoring. Right, Bruce? Oh, 
<laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, uh, so there's uh, so different races. If I'm thinking like NASCAR and Grand Prix, uh, the Le Mans, those kinds of races, they you get you 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 can actually end up in better races, even though you may not finish, you know, first, first, second, or third. This depends on your points. Uh, right. They, I've, I've watched how the, uh, you, you watch throughout the, 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 the racing season and you see how the points change based on earlier races. Mm-hmm. And yeah, somebody, somebody high up on the leaderboard might drop several places because they finished horribly in the latest one, but they're still qualifying for the next because of the point threshold. Yeah, right. And, and then, of course, you have the uh, uh, the, the Hogs, Hogworth Cup Challenge where or House Challenge where everyone seems to know who, how they're doing until the last di- uh, moment of the dinner where somebody pulls out all of these bonus points from nowhere and the, the, and the worthy Slytherin team gets knocked off of first place for no good reason. <laughs> and everybody in that room... Wants to kill a person speaking. Yep. Yes, and and all it takes to win Quidditch is to catch the snitch. Yes, not no true. matter how, not the you know, no, uh, not no matter true. how good everybody okay. else is playing in the movies, nope. it is yeah. true. But you're right. I think in the books, they actually not true. Yeah, it's it's 250 points. No, no. Yeah, it's, it's one fifty. It's one fifty, <laughs> and there is an instance where catching the snitch does not make that team win. Yep. If you can score enough points, uh, all, and the air team is lagging behind, they may not win. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's one of those. I look and said, okay, <laughs> Rowling, you have no you have no concept of sports. Having a, a thing that's worth so many points, really, you know, you can be crap for most of the game. But as long as you're as long as that as long as you have enough points, and when you get 150 to it. You win, then it's like, what's the purpose of the rest of the? Yeah, rest but of you the- still, you still need that teamwork with the other members yeah. because there are different strategies you can use. Yeah, yeah. and now, trust me, mm-hmm. some of the things they pull in the movies, I've done in the games. Mm-hmm. So yes, I knew exactly what that's like. Yep, right. So when you have scoring, there could be all kinds of things that come into play. I mean, it could be it could be as simple as in the Amazing Race, not the Amazing Race, around the world in in eighty days. It doesn't matter what how anybody does it, any particular leg of the journey. All that matters is who comes across the finish line first. Yep. And remember, you you're crossing the international date line to make take account of that. Oh yeah. And then, uh, and then there's like, uh, or, or as you said, in the rally races, each leg of the trip is timed. Everybody starts together for each succeeding leg, but the overall shortest time is the winner. Yep. But then you could have a lot of extra points added in, like local popularity. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you if you wow the fans, the local fans, and they vote for you, you can get a bonus that you get to add to your score. Mm-hmm. Uh, successfully completing a leg versus uh, if you're one of these things where it doesn't, you know, you're, you can not complete a leg, uh, then 
but you can still continue with the race. Well, then completing a leg might give you a bonus that other people might not have because you are able to go, you know, through the, uh, you know, the, <laughs> the race through Mount Doom. Somehow your, your, your vehicle managed to, uh, uh, coast across the lava field. Yep. <laughs> There's the challenges we talked about. Mm-hmm. And then of course, uh, and then of course I have under bonus points, things like awesome stunts. Yep. You know, if you can do things like, you know, make your vehicle fly over another vehicle, uh, turn around backwards and run a leg of the race backwards. Uh, you know, have all your people jump out of the boat and water ski behind the uh, cigarette boat as you're going across the Straits of Britain. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, or that thing I, I sent to uh, uh, a friend of mine where somebody was supposedly driving a motorcycle across this, the, uh, the, 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 to, from England to France. Yeah. Uh, Losing the least number of team members or having the least number of injuries. Yep. That could be good for a bonus. Oh yeah. yeah. That that could be, especially if you know especially if the race is supposed to go through a known hazardous area. Mm-hmm. Right. If you come up with truly inventive solutions or to the challenges, or if you have a really amazingly creative vehicle design that, you know, and that's where the blizzness would probably have to get in because that would be one of those judgment calls that mm-hmm. you'd have to be very impartial about. Yeah. 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 Right. And I do agree with the, the blizzness probably being the most impartial race official in existence. Yeah. Yeah. Now I, it, I it because simply because they're simply least likely to be interested in actually competing in the thing so they're not really invested in it as anybody else would be this is bruce sheffer saying there are a million million worlds out there so go explore them and this is trav there's a reason why it's called gaming it's for having fun gaming on the frontier podcast is wholly owned by its hosts is released under the creative commons 3.0 license no commercial reproduction and any use of any element of the podcast must be attributed to the Gaming on the Frontier podcast. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. Listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on listen.dementiaradio.org, colon 8027.